My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to my Tech Decisions Podcast. Today's guest is Jeremy Samidi, CEO of StealthCare. Jeremy is an industry-recognized and highly sought-after cybersecurity expert with over 15 years of leading-edge sector and government security consulting and research and development work. He has recently spoken on next-generation security threats for insurance companies, banks, and family offices in Canada, Germany, Italy, Morocco, Spain, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, and across the United States. In conjunction with the federal law enforcement, most recently, Samidi has consulted to both large and small businesses on the cybersecurity risks associated with organizations conducting business within the People's Republic of China. StealthCare has just introduced a new threat intelligence platform that relies on artificial intelligence, machine learning together with human intelligence, to thwart current and future attacks. The platform relies on artificial intelligence to sort through potential attacks, eliminate the noise, and home in on real threats, often relying on the hacker's fingerprints that seem to be hardwired into their digital DNA. This is something humans cannot do when sifting through enormous amounts of random data. StealthCare has predicted previous major cyber attacks, including the WannaCry ransomware targeting Microsoft Windows machines, attacks against the Democratic and Republican National Committees, and the DIN cyber attack that took down most of the large content providers on the eastern seaboard. Jeremy discusses StealthCare's new threat intelligence platform and gives an explanation for why AI alongside human intelligence is the most powerful way to combat cyber attacks. He also discusses cybersecurity in general. He talks about what companies can do to combat cyber attacks, the technology available to assist, and more. He also discusses his recent research into state-sponsored cyber attacks coming from North Korea. Make sure to listen to this interview if you're at all interested in bolstering your organization's cybersecurity. Enjoy. Before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear, you can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions Podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe. Now let's get to the interview. Thanks, Jonathan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. So cybersecurity, it's obviously, it's in the news every single week, and it seems like there's a new cyber attack or a threat or data leak or something or other from major companies that have really... Uh, important information about their customers. So uh, the first question that I have for you is, why is it that cybersecurity is such an inconsistent technology? And why does it always seem that companies are behind the hackers that are trying to attack them? Well, Jonathan, I think it's a number of of issues that uh, are in play here. Uh, First and foremost, I think that the threat actors are becoming more and more sophisticated uh, in their methods, uh, and and how they are looking to attack and target a number of organizations. So we've seen the shift from financial services to healthcare organizations to law firms uh, because of the type of information that they have. 
But in the ever-changing landscape here in information technology and certainly security and in application development, um, you know, a lot of these threat actors are targeting many of these organizations, so which allows them to um, really enumerate uh, the vulnerabilities and exploit those vulnerabilities um, based on, um, you know, application error or, you know, human error uh, in design, in architecture, and in other software and security vendors that allows them to get the, gain the advantage. So is it just sort of a there's too many holes to plug type of situation? You know, in many, in many cases, uh, simply put, yes. Uh, so when you look at large organizations, um, you look at what we call their attack surface. So as the organization gets larger, there's more information, there's more data pockets, uh, there's more entrance and egress points within that organization that need to be covered. So in large organizations with multiple offices, multiple facilities around the world or across the, the North America, you know, the attack surface gets larger. So anytime an organization brings up a new application online, uh, you know, they uh, open a new office uh, and bring that online and connect that. We're in a very hyper-connected world. So the attack surface continues to grow, which makes it more opportunity for the threat actors uh, to look for those exploits and vulnerabilities. Yeah, well, obviously, you, you can't tell a company to stop growing, right? So what can you tell a company? What can they do to combat cybersecurity? Is it a certain technology or is it just hiring the right personnel or some combination of the, the two? Yeah, it's really a combination of, of the people, uh, the process, and the technology, uh, and, and they're all connected. So you can't just throw technology uh, at a solution. It, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't work. So you have to build security uh, through that process, through the culture, uh, along with technology uh, within the development cycle uh, to prepare for those types of things. So um, it really is a mindset. Uh, it is part of a design uh, that needs to be uh, focused, uh, w you know, in that development of uh, of an organization to implement security and then enforce that security to the point where they, you know, you know, still have reasonable access to the systems. This is going to be a tough question to answer, and I, I realize that as I'm asking it, but. For a company that say, you know, Internet of Things, for example, a lot of companies are connecting all kinds of devices to the network that mm -hmm. hadn't been connected before and, and gathering data and analytics. So I'm going to use the example of a manufacturing facility. A manufacturing facility comes to you and they say, you know, we want to uh, we want to put sensors into our tanks to be able to measure our product. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. Now, that's going to give them a lot of intelligence to build on, but that's also going to open them up to cybersecurity threats that could take down their manufacturing facility. So how do you toe that line of a new technology that's going to help you better operate versus a new technology that's going to make you much more liable to a cyber attack? Yeah, so again, that in that hyper-connected world, we have to look at that from the standpoint of, Functionally, what what's the business is looking uh, as a requirements uh, from a requirements requirements standpoint, um, and then you have to look at it from a security standpoint. So, if that's different stakeholders from different departments that are looking on that, at that, they need to come together and they need to look at the functional requirements along with those technical requirements 
and design something that works for the business, that can create that or provide that intelligence to them to, to, get, to create that advantage. But then they also need to design the security architecture around that to insulate or to mitigate the risks involved in adding that new type of technology to their systems. So, you know, that's a, that's a very broad brush way of putting it. Um, but once you introduce a new technology, you have to, you know, do that sort of risk assessment on that technology um, and then look at the risks, look at those exposures, and then either design or implement something that can mitigate that risk while still providing the business what they need. Okay. Well, speaking of new technology, StealthCare has recently introduced a new threat intelligence platform that relies on AI and machine learning to combat attacks. Uh, can you tell us about how your platform works and why end users should be paying attention to it? Yeah. So we, we use more of the machine learning, the advanced machine learning technology. So we'll, 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 we'll leave it at that. But um, our platform is a unique platform that provides threat intelligence in a predictive manner. So um, it has to do with how we collect our information, how we collect our intelligence, where we collect our intelligence, and how we apply that um, uh, intelligence to our clients in a finished intelligence product. So um, we use the, the advanced uh, machine learning technology along with human analytics. Um, to create that solution with that predictive capability that's able to fully integrate within our client's enterprise. And, and how is that different from, from, you know, what's out on the market today or, or other solutions that end users could try to employ? Yeah, so um, the big difference, one of our biggest differentiators is the type of intelligence that we find. We specialize in um, zero-day threats, so we find uh, threats that are uh, typically or traditionally ahead of your traditional security vendors in the marketplace. So the threats that we find are the ones that are being developed, the ones that are being bought and sold in very dark corners of the internet that will soon, uh, someday, whether it be two days, two weeks, or two months, will become weaponized uh, and be used as um, uh, a cyber attack or a piece of malware that has efficacy that will that, that could go viral. So it's really that advanced uh, notice, that advanced warning on the intelligence that we provide and how we provide that intelligence to our clients uh, in a way that is fully automated and integrated within their platforms. Okay. So would a client come to you then and you'd work with their IT uh, department to make sure that cybersecurity is up there and give them reports? How, how would actually employing this service help? or work, sorry. Yeah, so it's a, it's a scalable platform where we have created business models for both small to medium-sized enterprises as well as large organizations. And we have clients in all uh, of those particular areas. So we would typically work with um, uh, the security departments or a chief information security officer or a chief information officer along with stakeholders from up the C-suite in other areas such as the chief risk officer um, all the way up to the CEO uh, as far as how they value or how they see their enterprise value. So we educate them. Uh, we show them how our product works. We demonstrate how our product works. We, we, we benchmark it against current um, technologies that they're using uh, and show them how, um, you know, our advanced warning and our predictive analytics works um, and how that integrates within their platforms. 
Okay. Uh, kind of going a little bit off topic now, but uh, Jeremy, you recently conducted intelligence on state-sponsored cyber attacks looking into North Korean attacks that might not be coming from North Korea. Can you tell us about your research? So, uh, yeah, so we did some research. We did some intelligence collection um, in that area. And, um, you know, um, just uh, I guess by and large, I mean, North Korea gets blamed for a lot of things today. And, you know, some of that can be uh, propaganda uh, on both sides of the table. Um, but, you know, by and large, um, you, you know, North Korea has done some things, uh, you know, for, in the cyber in the cyber world that, you know, are, are frowned upon or are not uh, considered, um, you know, uh, you know, on the up and up, so to speak. So, um, but um, as far as the research that we did, uh, you know, we really looked into some of the capabilities, you know, of the country, some of the capabilities of their, um, their elite uh, cyber task forces, um, what, they're, what, what they're capable of doing, some of the actual attacks that have, that have been attributed to them, uh, and looked at those uh, in depth and, and tried to understand, you know, some of the footprints or the, the, the cyber DNA, as we call that, um, as far as, um, you know, uh, what they actually did and what they actually did not do. And, and what did you guys find? I, I know that uh, you conducted the research and some of the uh, information has been published in a, in a recent book. Yeah. So uh, the, the yeah the book uh, which was written by uh, Loretta Napoleone um, so I've helped contribute to that book as well um, in the cyber in the cybersecurity area but you know we found that um, you know uh, attribution is very difficult to do so you know uh, some of the things that North Korea has been blamed for you know uh, may not necessarily have come from North Korea uh, they may not even have the capabilities to do some of those things that we've that we uncovered. So it really is kind of a cat and mouse game, um, you know, in that space where, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it, you have to dissect each uh, attack uh, and, and look at it uh, objectively and, and understand, you know, if North Korea had the capability to do that, you know, if, if this is the MO of North Korea, um, and, and then really, you know, forensically dive into it to see if that's actually something that they were capable of doing. Well, there, there is a reason that I asked about that. And ultimately, my question is, you know, we, we've talked about these, you know, state sponsored attacks. We talked about attacks against companies. Obviously, you know, the individual at this point is more connected than ever before in, in human history. And they're susceptible to attacks as well. So what is the future of cybersecurity? You know, I think uh, we're we're still in the infancy stages of it. I I, I do believe that um, uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I think that state-sponsored uh, uh, cyber attacks are growing. I think uh, you know, um, virtually all nations, all sovereign governments today, and 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 others, some other um, you know hacker hacker collective groups and even terrorist organizations are starting to uh, step up their game as they see cybersecurity as a major weapon. Um, you know, it's becoming more sophisticated. It's becoming more targeted. Uh, again, in our hyper-connected world, this is where the warfare will be played. Um, and, um, you know, we continue to see it today with, with state-sponsored attacks, you know, against the U.S. and, 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 and vice versa. So um, it's all about the intelligence. It's all about the data. It's connecting those dots. 
um, and being able to create a, a picture, uh, you know, a 360-degree picture of, of, you know, of an organization, of an agency, um, you know, of an individual, uh, and having that information is power. So, um, and even using that information, you know, in a financially motivated fashion. So, being able to sell that information. So, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of that now in state-sponsored where, you know, just the, the, the pure, you know, the, the sheer theft of that information and being able to either use it themselves or sell it to another government or sell it to another organization uh, for a financial gain uh, is becoming very popular as well. Is there ever going to be a time where cybersecurity technology that prevents attacks outpaces the actual attacks that are created to circumvent them? Or is it just going to be an, you know, sort of an, an ongoing battle forever as long as we have technology that's connected? I, I, do, I think it's going to be an ongoing battle. I mean, right now we're, again, we're in the infancy stages, so there's a lot of cat and mouse going on. But I think technology will be perfected on the defensive side. Um, and part of that technology and part of that approach is, is the approach we have taken with our platform, which is that proactive approach. Um, you know, it's the threat intelligence. So it's actually understanding what the threat actors are doing, you know, what they're making, what they're developing, you know, um, how they're selling it, you know, who they're selling it to, et cetera, et cetera. So being, being a part of that uh, process, I think, is very important uh, to understand and to uh, understand what our, our adversaries are doing and, 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 and what they're not doing. Um, but I think, you know, with things like advanced machine learning and eventually things like artificial intelligence that we're not quite there yet on uh, from, you know, from applying that in, in cybersecurity, um, you know, those types of things will, will be game changers. I think the, the advent of quantum computing uh, will change the game as well in, in cybersecurity and in security in general from an encryption standpoint. Um, so, you know, as we as we continue to develop and to get better, you know, eventually the threat actors will be able to leverage that technology too. So it becomes, you know, it's a human race or an arms race, a cyber arms race, as to who can um, who can get there first and who can strike first and strike fast. Well, any company and any audience member listening is going to want to make sure that you know they have the most up to date technology to prevent or or to uh, maybe reduce some of the damage from these cyber attacks. Uh, Jeremy, if our audience wants to learn more about Stealth Care, how can they find you and your company? Uh, they can find us at uh, uh, stealthcare.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thank you again for listening, and good luck with all of your installations and implementations.